I like this. It will all make sense every time. When? When uh, Bethany gets behind a microphone and sings it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Beat. Oh no, can't say that. I was gonna say B J D J, but that's a whole different oh, kind of thing. BG. Those are what? Those are my wife's initials. Yeah. <laughs> well, hello, efforts. <laughs> you can always tell if this is the second episode that we recorded one night. <laughs> I am your host, Internet Keith, and uh, welcome to episode thirteen of uh, Football and Other Afterwards. Today, we'll be talking about. Titans franchise records and uh, certain fantasy players from the Titans that you might want to roster or not. Do we also get our bot mitzvah today? No. We're turning 13. This is number 13. Come on. We had a meeting. I can rent a car now. Come on. I said I wanted a donkey. You can't rent a car well, at 13. Can you not? <laughs> no. Oh. I think you got to be like 23. Oh. Are you? Oh, Canada? I can get into PG-13 movies and watch yeah, there you in go. six seconds. There you go. That's a tradition. I'm joined by a person whose favorite fantasy player is Ha Ha Clinton Dix. It's DJ EJ. <laughs> that is false. No? No. Who's not, your favorite fantasy player? Not true. Dion Lewis. Thought, oh, you, were, okay. thought you were a big He's Dix trying guy. to sell 20, everybody listening to the podcast on Dion, Dion Lewis. Lewis. Uh-huh. Yes. Salesmanship. Yep. This next guy, his favorite fantasy player is Andrew Luck. It's Zach Lyons. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, who's your favorite fantasy player? He's really mad right now. Mm. Who's your favorite he, fantasy player for the Antonio NBA? Brown? Okay, easy. Yeah. Technically, you technically, mean my it's Antonio Brown. Technically, <laughs> it's, technically, it's Todd Gurley because Todd Gurley. Oh, I, fuck I, Todd Gurley. I kept Todd Gurley oh. after the hard years last year and won a first place. In that fantasy league, just because I kept Todd Gurley. I had to watch Todd Gurley beat me in my fantasy championship and, and beat, beat the him fucking in real Titans life. Yep. with a thousand yards and 42 touchdowns last year. And Todd, but I'm not still mad about it. Let's move on. Todd Gurley literally showed up at his doorstep and beat him. He's not still mad about it. And his favorite fantasy player is Tariq Cohen. It's Mike Miracle. I'm serious about the butt mitch, though. Can we do that? No, we Please. cannot. Who's your favorite fantasy player? Ship and mama. That's. My South the song perfect. Right. That's exactly right. Fantasy player. It's probably got to be Kareem the Dream Hunt. I was thinking you're going to go Sean Alexander. Well, mm. close. Rest in peace. Missing from the pod again this week, sadly, is uh, his. Actually, his favorite fantasy player is Tony Baselli. And that's such Tony <laughs> Baselli. He's so Tony Baselli. I would have never guessed that. <laughs> Nothing. That's crazy. What kind of fantasy league does he play in? <laughs> Just one that's only tackles. <laughs> the Greybeards. It's sacks allowed and uh, pancakes are the oh, only yeah. stats. Tracked. That would be fun as hell. Yeah. Um, we need to build that. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's get. Uh, let's get. Guard Thunderdome League. <laughs> oh, I'm all in. It's Fantasy only, Thunderdome. It's only guards. Yes. Uh, Mike Iopati had a huge week for me this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're the, blocks. We're the first selection in the 2018 TPL draft. We select Zach Martin. <laughs> Guard. Uh, as, is, as always, today's podcast is brought to you by an F word. And today's F word is fantasy. As in... I'll be your dream, I'll be your wish, I'll be your fantasy. Let's get to the ad read for the week. <laughs> I'm always surprised every single time this happens. Is there going to be more singing? Well, we don't know. Let's find out. This podcast is, of course, brought to you by ForTheVille615.com. Eric Murphy brings you the best shirts for the best city, and we all know that's Nashville. 
these shirts are here for you. <laughs> for the bill. Oh Tonight, I put my arms into <laughs> Out of the sleeve, out of the sleeve it went. <laughs> and all orders over $100 get free shipping, and portions of each sale is donated to the Nashville Predators Foundation. And wear these shirts with me. Wear with me. Soft how you wanted it to be. I'm loving the threads, loving the threads he sang. And I'm <laughs> when you put the shirt on you Again, you did the whole song this yeah, time, right? Yeah, yeah. If every shirt could ever feel this soft forever <laughs> This works very well If any shirt could ever be this good again <laughs> The only thing I'll ever ask of you Gotta promise to always shop for the Bill 615 Wow. Where, where'd you get the all strings version <laughs> of this song? Right? I never yeah. reveal my secrets. He played all those instruments. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. I mean, we've been gone for two weeks, technically behind the curtains. So. Mm -hmm. He learned how to play cello and yeah. violin. That's impressive. Um, yeah. So, would you say the shirts are ever long? They're ever long. <laughs> They, they literally seats. are since he switched brands. They were the longest shirts. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect for me. Yeah, I mean, you're just long as shit. Um, Covers my entire belly button, which is rare. <laughs> uh, big shout out to friend of the podcast, uh, Andy Goldstein, yeah, who helped yeah. me co-write the last two ad reads uh, with the Foo, Foo Fighters. Friend, nice. friend of the yeah. pod, Andy. Friend yeah. of the pod. He Fox actually got in contact Fox with Dave Grohl Andy. to sing those songs. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love I love friend of the pod Andy Goldstein. Yeah, friend of the podcast Andy Goldstein. Good everybody. guy. I really hope that one day we can be more than friends of the pod. Yeah, whoa, friends with benefits of the podcast. Take it to the next level. Yeah, yeah I would like that. Let's get much. sexy with friend of the pod Andy Goldstein. Yeah. Speaking of sexy, um, <laughs> let's talk about one of our topics for the week, which is uh, the Houston Oilers records versus the Titans era franchise records. And how you guys value those. And if you, uh, yeah, let's just talk about that. Yeah. So I wrote a post on Music City Miracles this week. Humble brag. Um, yeah, humble brag. <laughs> that was the huge. Uh, <laughs> uh, about possible records that may fall in 2018. Now, obviously, the Titans have a pretty young core as far, far as like stat producers on offense. So I did, I did want to use some like, Titans only records because if you just put the Oilers records out there, there are some that are really hard to reach. Right. But I do think it's valid to look at the Titans era records in addition to the Oilers era records. Obviously, franchise records are the the best. That's that's the most prominent thing. That's what everybody wants to get to. But I do think it's worth taking recognition for hey, we've never seen anyone in a Titans jersey right. reach this level before. And I think you know, obviously there's two segments of the fan base. So 
you've got the people from Houston or from wherever that grew up at Oilers fan and followed the franchise here when it moved. And, you know, those are great Titans fans. And obviously, like, that's that's super cool to be able to follow a franchise that long. Right. But there's other Titans fans like me. I mean, I, I personally was born and raised in Nashville, didn't have a team to root for. So I just kind of followed players mostly as a kid. And then when the Titans moved here, I was like, all right, I finally got a team and I've been locked in ever since. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to retroactively care a lot about the Oilers stuff. Like it's it's not that you have to care. I think you have to respect it. And yeah, I, I, I think I think associating Warren Moon with the Tennessee Oilers, that's great. <laughs> I mean, here here's how I'm gonna put it. You should only reference the Houston Oilers as a Titans fan when it works for you in an argument. <laughs> and that, that's it. I mean, that's it. You're done. It's over. Tennessee Oilers should be referenced as Tennessee Titans because I know it said Oilers when they first came over here, but the uh, biggest steals of the draft was an article that came out recently, and they had Alteron Werner at number five. We're talking about team that drafted Derek uh, Mason. That was a that was a questionable list. Yeah, guess, but. yeah, it's a horrible <laughs> it's a horrible list. I mean, I do not agree with Alteron Werner, but I you know put out. Derek Mason, David Stewart, um, Blaine Bishop, even though mm-hmm. that he's horrible on the radio. If, like, if there was a radio draft, <laughs> he would go undrafted and probably would be coaching like a high school draft while going part-time on fucking Walgreens or somewhere. <laughs> There's no way that that guy should be in broadcast, whatever. But anyway, um, Blaine Bishop was a steal. And they're like, oh, no, that's Tennessee Oilers. You can't use that one. Fuck you. Yes, I can. I mean, Tennessee is Tennessee. If you're going to claim T. Martin and Peyton Manning at that point in time, why not claim the Tennessee Oilers? I mean, it's I know yeah. it's so long ago, but Tennessee Oilers, Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's merge them. I understand Bruce Matthews, even though that the Herndon, don't look at me like that, Keith. You better um, watch what you're about to say about. Yeah. Yeah. I know they yeah. all love right? Bruce Matthews, but uh, he was a Houston Oiler. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, he was Houston. Yeah, he, was, he started Houston. And Where then does it stop? Dogs. Where does it start? Uh, and some of those guys from that era certainly have some bleed over and stuff like that. It's it's messy, but I, I think that's what she said. You could certainly look at it. You could certainly take it back to '97 and say Tennessee, because that's generally when. The fan base here started caring about yeah. the team, the the local Nashville. There is fan nobody base. in Tennessee that cared about probably the NFL before the Houston came over. Well, they I mean, just rooted for other teams. Yeah, I right. mean, like you would That's just latch on to like the, the Falcons, the Bears, the yeah. Bears. Like so yeah, when it moved over, I mean that is a team. It's like when Birmingham Bulls came from the XFL to Bur- you know, obviously to Birmingham. Mm-hmm. As an Alabama fan, I cared nothing about the NFL like most Alabama fans do. But the Birmingham Bolts were amazing. Yeah. Great cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> but, Wonderful. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think you can certainly break it into... I think it's worth looking at from a Titans versus Oilers standpoint. But, but I the, think it's Houston. Yeah, it's got to be Houston yeah. versus Tennessee. Could, not Tennessee versus... Too. It's not the mascots. It's got to be that. Location, because I went yeah. to a Memphis game to see the Titans play. I yeah. mean... That was one of my first games to go to as a professional football fan of a fan of a team. 
and you can't discount what happened yeah. those years. I feel like. Yeah, and I but, I had a signed Steve McNair Houston or Tennessee Oilers jersey. Yeah, so. it's hanging in my at? office right now. Whoa, you sold uh, it to your brother? Well, he's keeping it. Yeah, hanging on mm, to for it for a minute. Mm. Hanging on mm. to it for a bud. It's under review. <laughs> no, it's a, seems but, like a lot of things are under review. I'll say, no. uh, I will say that Titans fans, if you were like a Nashville Titans fan that picked up the team when they moved here, like I was, or even like some of the fans, like we've got a lot of fans that were Oregon fans that just followed Mariota here and now root for him because he's here. But right. however you got to the Titans, I would encourage you to go back and look at some of the Oilers' history and like at least familiarize yourself with it because. It was a really interesting team. I mean, it's had really interesting players and characters from like, you know, Bump Phillips and uh, Earl Campbell and Billy White Shoes Johnson and Warren Moon. Like, it's had a really it's a rich story history. franchise. Yeah. That's why I kind of don't want to just throw away the Houston Oilers, but yeah. understand that you know not everybody cares about that nostalgia, but. It's a we're a storied franchise. Yeah. We maybe have never won like a huge, massive modern era, you know, championship game, but we have two AFL championships. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, Thanks, George we Blanda. we yeah. are a a team that has a lot of history behind it, and not a lot of teams can say that. I know we moved from Houston to Tennessee, but not a lot of teams can even say that over two spans everything that we've accomplished as a franchise. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so getting into to franchise records a little bit more deeply, what are some franchise records that you expect to uh, to fall in the 2018 season? I can't believe I'm going to say it, but Derek Morgan is going to fucking break Javon Curse's sack record. And let me tell you why I can't, can't believe that that is happening. is because I believe that Jason Pierre-Paul got drafted one spot ahead of Derek Morgan, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. or And... When we drafted Derek Morgan, I was in a Titans press box watching the draft, which is the worst way to watch draft ever. <laughs> and I was furious. I cannot believe that we drafted Derek Morgan. And for two years, he's pretty much a bust. I mean, Derek Morgan couldn't stay healthy. He yeah. couldn't get to the quarterback. And now here he is in his career later on. 44 sacks. He only has to get eight to tie. Yeah. To tie. And we're about to go to a Dean Peace offense, which is going to send the he's outside linebacker. He's going to break that record. If he does not break that record this, this season, I'll be very surprised. Yeah. I think he's got a really good shot. I mean, if you look at the last two years, he had, I think, uh, was it nine sacks in 2016 yeah. and then seven, seven and, and a half, half last year. Yeah. So he's averaging right around a little over eight, actually. So. If he gets to eight and a half, he breaks the record. I think he's got a good shot to do it. He's still going to get a lot of playing time. Um, unbelievable. That, that to me, is one of the more unbelievable stats that you put up. It was one of the surprises. It was actually the reason I wrote the article, because I've been doing this countdown on uh, Twitter for, like, counting down to the Titans kickoff or whatever. And so I pick a different player every week. And I do a little bit of, like, research on them and stuff like that. So 91, I picked Morgan. And then 91, I picked Curse. So I looked at him on back-to-back days, and I noticed – Holy shit, he's like eight behind him in career sacks, which is yeah. insane to me because you think about how dominant Curse yeah. was. And obviously, Curse had higher highs. And, was, and Curse had two stints. Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. he was split over two, two eras, and he had that Eagles you know, segment in the yeah, middle there. Right. But um, it, it was crazy to me. So I, I was like, I've got to write 
write something about this. So yeah. I decided to kind of like form an article around that. But um, Morgan is one of the more underappreciated players, I think, because he did I mean, have he that really slow is. start. Oh, my God. And I hated Derek Morgan for the longest time. And he's never had that like moment where it's like, oh, my God, look how good Derek yeah. Morgan is. And that's kind of like the recipe to just be like a steady guy. And then, you know, people just don't recognize right. Derek Morgan. But he's quietly been one of the best leaders on the team. I mean, he's a stand-up guy. He really does a lot in the community. He does. He's doing a lot of research for like player health and player wellness, like after their careers. Because he just wants to smoke weed. But the, the thing I mean, is, honest, he, he doesn't even. He he's not even like a recreational user of weed. He believes in it as a, uh, as as like a player health choice. But me too. I think didn't he like get a bunch of the Titans players on like a vegan kick? Uh, I think it was him, him and like Casey. Fuck him. Oh, yeah. I'm now. I'm out on Derek Morgan. <laughs> Hope he never breaks. I, I think Derek Morgan's like wife is like a professional chef. That's right. Chef. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, she's a vegan chef, and uh, so oh they got on. God, him and Jerrell so Casey. Much. But hey, Jerrell Casey's it's playing working, great. Yeah, Derek Morgan's playing great. He's he's had his two best years of his career well, since he turned vegan. Assholes. <laughs> so hey, I'm just saying, but. Yeah, I think Morgan's totally underappreciated. I do hope he breaks the record. Obviously, I think, I think the, he is. Uh, franchise record is like seventy-five and a half. I think Ray Childress had that one, um, but uh, so I don't think he's going to get there. It would take probably another three or four years of really good production for him to get there. I think Casey might have a shot to sneak up on that if he can uh, really kind of break. Because he's loose. a low sack guy, right? Well, not really like low. He's only five behind Morgan right now. He's at 39. Morgan's at 44. But he has to break 75? Uh, 75. Yeah, but Darrell Casey's only 27, I think. We'll see how this defense goes this year, but... But he's still under contract for another four yeah. years, I think, yeah. so... Um, he's got some time. He's got a little bit of time to do it, and I think he could get close. Uh, um, of course, Landry's going to pass them all, yeah. and... And have in one season hundreds by Unlike the time he retires. that the Colts strapped and thought they were better. <laughs> uh, Hasselbeck throwing for three thousand five hundred seventy-one yards as the modern day. Ugh, that was shocking. Quarterback yeah. passing yard. How many? Guesses? Everybody. I would never have guessed that. If you if you go to a bar and ask any football fan or Titans fan, yeah, even a Titan, like even I, would, a I would literally would have thought McNair fan. had the passing record. Yeah, McNair would have been probably first guess. Kerry Collins would have like, been second. Yeah, Collins, Young, Young you is gotten, way down the list. You, I would have said Rusty Smith over Vince Young. <laughs> you you might have gotten to like Met Jake Burger. Locker, or, yeah, you know, or Mariota, which Mariota's coming. Y'all are very serious close. right now? Yeah, the record yeah. is Hasselback. Hasselback. Yeah. Like, yeah. wow. You don't read uh, Mike's articles? Wow. Come on. I didn't read that one. Jeez. <laughs> we'll Should, send it to you. Send yeah, it in I'll link. tell you what one I did read. That Dion Lewis article. That was great. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Not yet. That was, that was written specifically for you. Yeah. Yeah. It said Dear Janer. Right? Yeah. Yeah. To the DJ EJ. Yeah, yeah. Dear Deej. Um, um, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. I probably would not have guessed that Matt Hasselbeck held the single season record since Warren Moon of nineteen ninety one. Yeah, if for your record, yards, yeah, right? if your record goes passing that long yards, for yeah. something as simple as passing yards, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So Matt Hasselbeck with thirty five seventy one. Marcus has to break that this year. Yeah. If he stays healthy, I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure he will. Has to. I mean, what's the lowest that Jared Goff got last year? Uh, Goff finished with like thirty nine hundred or something last year. He was we, like first right off, around we 4, need a four thousand yard passer. Yeah, 
But the fact that he will definitely beat that when Jared Goff did. So. Matt, Matt Ryan, so LaFleur and Shanahan, when they were together in Atlanta, uh, Matt Ryan threw for like 4,400 yards yeah, in 2015 uh, and then 4,900 in 2016 when he won the MVP in an offense that's basically going to be the same offense that Mario yeah, was playing right. in. So. Obviously, he doesn't have Julio Jones, uh, mm-hmm. but hey, maybe Corey Davis can be uh, – his Julio. Maybe he can do a Julio impression. Yeah, what, I think he could. What do you think about Drew Bennett and the eleven yard reception touchdown? Which the I thought was, eleven I, eleven I remember, TDs. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. him getting those, and I'm thinking that seemed like so well, long ago. Eight of them came in three games. Like, Is Corey Davis gonna even ever? Are we ever gonna see a Titans wide receiver get that? Oh, we better. Yeah, yeah. eleven touchdowns. Many. That's it's a lot of touchdowns. No. Yeah, there's a what lot did of... Antonio Brown get last year? Corey Davis can do know. it. I'd have to look it up. I think he only got nine. Yeah. but And let me tell you this. Julio Jones, who's basically apparently Alan Hearns, only got three <laughs> touchdowns last year. <laughs> yeah, but, but Julio has been notoriously just like ignored in the red zone for I don't know. I, I am Corey not Davis, sure that a Titans receiver is ever going to get 11 touchdowns. Ever? Corey Davis is a jump ball guy. He's, yeah. he's, he's your a, he's red zone red jump zone ball guy. guy. But jump balls require your quarterback to take a risk. Is Marcus a risk-taking quarterback? And we do have great running backs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's, it may not fall this year, but I wouldn't say never. I mean, right. Rashard Matthews had nine two years ago, and he didn't even start the year as a starter. <laughs> like, sure. it, it's going to happen, and it's going to happen soon if Mariota turns into what we all expect him to. Okay, this year, 36 passing touchdowns. George Blanda has it. Is Marcus going to have 36? Is, is he going to break 30? 30? Oh, First off, let's tough. let's get like an average of what most quarterbacks get, just probably, for reference. Well, top oh, five got, quarterbacks probably I mean, get 32 passing touchdowns. Yeah, it's okay. down in the 20s. Yeah, yeah it's like high if 20s. You, if you take in normal. fantasy points and talk about rushing touchdowns, I mean, Cam Newton was number two, but he only had 22 passing touchdowns. Yeah. So I would think that so, actual passing quarterbacks, you're probably looking at 30s, maybe what's, 29, what's the 28. Record? What's Blandis? 36. Mm, which be Russell had 34 year. last year, and I think Tom Brady had more than 34. So I mean, It's doable. It would take, if he gets over 36 passing touchdowns, the Titans will yeah. win the division, and, and he'll, be in the, he'll be in the MVP. Yes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Okay, I'm going to ask you this. Here's my mystery uh, Mystery I'm, I'm excited for this one. The leading rushing touchdowns is held by who? Lindo oh. White. Okay. How many? 15. Correct. <laughs> so, fucking studied. <laughs> did not. Bitch. No, he I didn't did know. I, was this up. I had no idea. Trust me. You okay. know I want to stump him. All right. So, so the two questions you need to ask at the bar to get free drinks is who's the passing yards season leader? Yeah. Hasselback, and then who's the rushing touchdowns leader? Which we is got held down. Yeah. Okay. But combined, Lindell and CJ combined for twenty four in two thousand eight. Yeah. Rushing touchdowns. Derrick Henry, Deion Lewis, are they going to break that this season? Ooh. In rushing touchdowns That's only. Now, I'm not talking receiving touchdowns. Yes. Deion Lewis, number one fan. He, DJ EJ yep. says yeah. yes. Right. Um, and and 
is someone going to break the 15 rushing touchdown mark this season? So no. it's twofold. I don't think so. I, I don't think I don't think one person breaks the mark, and I really don't think they get combined to that mark. That would be yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say something. They're gonna get 30. Oh. Don't bear me shit. yet, because I'm gonna narrow it down. Oh, shit. <laughs> I gotta do a little bit of analyz- analyzing, but I like I, I think there could be 30 rushing touchdowns between two of them because I think there is just a rushing, lot of opportunity. Though. Just rushing. I don't know oh, about that. God. That's a I lot. think that you are looking at That's two, the top, two rushing touchdowns per game. They are the top yeah. running back duo in the NFL, hands down. Oh, yeah. I don't believe that anybody else is even close. I think I think they're definitely up there. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think that two. you can see I, I don't think Marcus is gonna get the thirty six yard or thirty six touchdowns because mm-hmm. I think he is gonna have the chance to because I think these fucking running backs are gonna run all over everybody. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. That would be a huge year. We'll see if that happens in beer. I would say that we'd probably get more rushing touchdowns than passing touchdowns this year, but I don't know about that many. Um, I think so. I think we can. Do we have any other records we want to talk about, or is it time to head down to Mike's white receiver corner? Oh, man. Mike's white wide receiver corner. We can head to the corner. Let's head to the corner. Let's go. (laughs) Oh, is there music for that? Yeah. Yeah. If you are a white and you catch a ball and you're five feet tall, Big Mike fucking loves you all. Big Mike's white receiver corner. It's Big Mike's white receiver corner and he fucking loves it. Big Mike white receiver corner. He's not really racist. It's Big Mike's white receiver corner and you're gonna love it. Well, hello, friends. Hello. Welcome to the corner. We're a little somber today. Um, we've got some bad news in, in the white wide receiver uh, world. Our friend, our leader, our captain, uh, oh, Ju- no. Julian Edelman. Has Wait a minute, Wes Walker isn't your principal? King no, Julius. Oh, King captain, Julian. my captain. Oh, captain. He, uh, he's he been busted by the feds uh, or, by the, or by the NFL, one of the two. Uh, What's the difference? Yeah. It doesn't matter. I'm sad. Um, <laughs> but he uh, has been caught with uh, an unknown substance um, that they are calling PEDs. And they aren't sure what it is, so it's some sort of freaky shit oh. uh, that he has uh, apparently been using to try to come back from his injury, and he's going to miss the first four games of the year. But, but. fear not, my white water receiver fans. Um <laughs> Specifically the KKK. All all six of them. It only brings more opportunity to our friend Chris Hogan. Thank God. They are naming the number one wide receiver out of New England. Hey, he is. No. He's good. Who is then? He's good. Jordan Matthews. I I guarantee Jordan Matthews will get more fantasy points. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm racist because I love black people. (laughs) Jordan Matthews is terrible. No. No, Jordan Matthews is perfect for the New England offense. He's okay. He's too tall and... Okay, what are they going to do? They're going to say Chris Hogan on a bunch of go-routes constantly? Yes, that's what they've been doing, and Chris Hogan's awesome at it. And he can play lacrosse. Do you think they're regretting not having Danny Amendola on the roster right now? Well, I mean, I kind of am, but... 
What wasn't Chris Hoke? Didn't he lead the team in red zone targets last year? He's he was no. He was Chris also, Hogan yeah. did yeah actually no. or, or maybe he got yeah. maybe he got the most touchdowns. No, well, maybe if he did red zone targets, he didn't fucking catch any of them because I mean Chris Hogan was not relevant last year. Chris Hogan's a good player. He's a good player. I will not stand. I will not stand yeah, for this Chris Hogan, Hogan slander. slander. He's not in this corner. This Hogan's yeah. heroes. In this corner? Hogan's heroes right here. What are the chances that Eric Decker signed to the Patriots? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Replaces he's Edelman perfectly. He's not short perfectly. enough, though. No, he's not short no. enough. Do they have to be short, too? Yes. No. Well, I mean, it's the Patriots thing. It, yeah. it, Braxton, it's going to be How Braxton Berrios. Uh, five nine, five ten, something like that. That's it. Yeah. He's my height. He's a little. He's a little guy. That's, that's, like, a, that's a little guy. Yeah. That's Huxley. Huxley. He's a little guy. He's a little guy. It, so he'd, be, he'd be great in the Patriots. It offense. wasn't yeah. touchdowns. He he wasn't even close on touchdowns. Yeah, I didn't think you were. Um, what, did he, what did he do? He did five. Yeah, uh, five is pretty good. Gronkowski did eight. Oh, Gronk, Gronk is huge. Gronk is going to yeah. Gronk. I don't, I don't you know. are basically Gronkowski out there. Well, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm like. The unathletic version of Gronk. I might I might be thinking of the playoffs. He might have gotten all playoffs. five of those in the playoffs last year. True. But, two years ago. But he got a lot two years no, ago. No, Chris. Let me, Hogan. let me say this yeah, about Edelman real quick. Okay. Edelman, uh apparently Chris he's Sims. Ugly. Does anybody else think he's ugly? That's okay. race that's racist sex. What? <laughs> <laughs> Edelman, uh apparently Chris Sims, who used to work for the Patriots, um What? Yeah. You didn't know that? Doing what? He was in their scouting department for a year. The same Chris Sims that was our backup. Yes, the yeah. guy that is, that is literally telling someone like Bill Belichick, you should probably look at this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris Sims Fuck is, you. No, seriously. Chris, Chris Sims, Sims knows a lot about football. He, does. he just no, he can't, yes, he he can't does. throw it. He, he does. just can't throw the uh, ball. He had, a, he had a good arm. He had a good arm. Oh, my Back God. in the day, he lost his spleen. On the field. <laughs> that's where he kept all his talent. Yeah. <laughs> in that spleen. Yeah, you can't play football with a spleen. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows I'm pretty sure you can. On the field? Mm-hmm. Well, it like ruptured, and then he had to get it taken out. <laughs> Von Miller was holding on to it. He didn't come out of the was game. apparently holding the playbook. Yeah. Hey, Chris Sims is a badass. Hook him horns. Oh, um, my God. You should see him right now. He's decked out in burnt orange. Yes. And, 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 and Nick's going to tell us that Colt McCoy should have started over Kirk Cousins. He should have. Colt's a god. But anyways. He's a pig man. Chris Sims said that uh, Edelman, that the, a lot of people around the NFL have been suspicious of Edelman for a while. And Edelman also is a big proponent of this TB12 uh, Alex Ooh. Guerrero thing. So I guarantee you, he if he's getting something that's like off the grid, it's, oh, he's through, getting Alex, something, all right. it's through Alex Guerrero. And that's probably the same shit that Gronk and Brady and other people have access to, too. So I'm just saying... I'm oh not God. saying that they're definitely doing shit, but... You're not saying, but you're saying. I'm saying. This, this sounds like a wild Reddit... Exp- uh, uh, fuck. Conspiracy fuck. theory? Yeah. I had something way better. Welcome it. to r slash Patriots or Cheaters. <laughs> this bomb is ticking louder than Keith's heart. Hey. That's true. Tick, tick. Tick, tick. Uh, let's get from... Let's let's go away from the white red achiever corner. Sorry, Mike. Well, it was and, good to have you guys here. Thanks for visiting. <laughs> Sure. Would you even draft Chris Hogan in a fantasy draft? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah PPR. Yeah, I would too. Hell yeah. Because you guys are too. fucking dumb and you don't like standard cooks, PPR. So yep. you've got you're down to like Hogan, uh, Gronk, Britt. Yeah. Jordan Matthews. Like, yeah. where are you gonna draft him? I don't know. Not super early, but 
He's a great deep threat. Hmm. I'd say like he's the kind of guy that's gonna drive you kind of nuts. Yeah, because he's gonna go like five for one thirty-two and two touchdowns one week, yeah. and then the next week he's gonna go two for ten. I would do like sixth. <laughs> I'd do like sixth or seventh. Please do it. Please I can do see it. it. I Please can see no. that. No, go ahead. I can yeah. see that. Let's go ahead. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll a, buy that too. I'll take yeah. a wide receiver one for four uh, weeks. Yeah, that's yeah. not a wide receiver one, guys. Well, it's a, a Patri- gonna, uh, it doesn't matter who's in the Patriots' okay. de- uh, uh, offense. They're okay. not going to be a wide receiver one. And you got to remember, I think in the first four weeks, one of them, they played against the uh, Titans with Malcolm Butler. True. No, right. no. We're Did week, I just make week that 10. Up? Yeah, we're week 10. Oh, damn. Week 10? Yeah, we don't <laughs> I wish you weren't such a liar. We play the Eagles week four. I think <laughs> you're getting them flipped. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so, so moving away from Chris Hogan forever. Bye. Um, let's get into Titans fantasy players who you think uh, would, would do well in fantasy. Let's start with the running backs, Deion Lewis versus Derrick Henry. Who do you think has the most value at their draft position? Do you, are are we going to go PPR, Big Mike, in these discussions or non PPR? Mm, let's go. Let's go PPR because I yeah. think that's what most people play now. Really? Well, I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah. That's, that's literally what, it, what America fucking. That's plays what it's with. moved to standard now. Yeah. Hooligans. Yeah. No, I mean, just you know how life we, works. We, yeah, we can we we can save the uh, PPR debate for uh, later if we have time. I I will say this that if it's PPR. I think Lewis does have the edge, and he's being drafted in the sixth, while Henry's being drafted in third. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. I would um, definitely take Lewis because here's here's yeah. the thing too. I'm not so sure. Everyone assumes just because of their stature that Henry's going to be the goal line back. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure about that because I, I'd agree with you on that. Lewis, if you look at rushes inside the five last year. Derrick Henry had six rushes inside the five. He scored one touchdown. Deion Lewis had four rushes inside the five. He scored three touchdowns. So that's a much better hit rate on the goal line. Now, he didn't have as many opportunities, right. but... The big thing is going to be is if Henry's going to run those outside zones in a Matt LaFleur offense all the way to the house. Yeah, I mean, he might have some massive weeks with the long breakaway right. touchdowns. But if you're looking at the PPR point of view, I mean... Derrick Henry or Derrick Henry can can catch, but they're probably not going to call the plays with Derrick Henry in mind to catch the ball. Yeah, and I he think might it's going to be Deion Lewis here or there, but he's not yeah. going to be running angle routes and stuff out of the backfield. And at thirty one, which is top thirty two, I think Deion Lewis is more of the value at that point. Yeah. Do I think he's going to end up with more points in a PPR? Maybe in a standard, I think Derrick Henry. Walks away with it. Really? Yeah. I think it's gonna be close either way. Yeah. I, really? Yeah. Because I, I think I think it's the most I could see any guy getting get out of this backfield is gonna be like a sixty forty split. Yeah. I, I don't think it gets too much further away than that. Yeah. Because they both they both offer the ability to run the ball. Lewis is clearly the better receiver, but Henry can catch. So I think you're gonna see a pretty even workload, and I think some weeks you're gonna see a lot of Henry, some weeks you're gonna see a lot of Lewis. I think it's gonna be one of those backfields that drives people crazy because you're not gonna know what to expect week to week. But I do think they'll both be productive. I will say I this: think. I think that Deion Lewis is probably gonna get drafted in most leagues with the PPR league before Derrick Henry. Really? really? Yeah. 
I really do. I mean, these these ADP rankings are going to change a lot based yeah, on yeah. training camp and oh, preseason. Yeah, for but sure. let's see what DJ has. I've so. got a question. Yeah, <laughs> since we have two excellent running backs, let's say one of them gets injured. Oh, don't you put uh, that evil on us? And you can only take one. I'd to probably, be your lead back the I'd, entire year. I'd probably rather have, if if I knew one was getting getting hurt and one was getting healthy, yep. I would choose to have Deion Lewis. Yikes! I would choose D- Derrick Henry. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't go Deion Lewis because even if Derrick Henry is the one that got injured, mm-hmm. are you guaranteeing that the other one does not get injured for the rest of the year? Well, yeah, that's, yeah. You're, you're guaranteeing. Yeah. yeah. That, I'm going Derrick Henry. That, still. Oh, yeah. that makes yeah. me with the guarantee. I'm going Deion Lewis, but yeah. And I, and I feel like that is probably the the smarter play. But I think that Derrick Henry. Can do more things in his. I, I I really do think that he can have a Todd Gurley type year, but I think that the way our offense is crafted and the way that we pay Dion Lewis, that we're going to see a second running back more involved than what we saw in the Rams offense. But you're looking at if Dion Lewis is gone, Derrick Henry can fucking make oh, some yeah. noise. Oh yeah, and, and, I, and I think I would and go I hope Derrick he Henry. Does. Yeah. yeah, I'll say this in Zach's favor too. Uh, if if Henry went down. We don't have a real replacement for right. Henry. If Lewis goes down, we do have a replacement for Lewis and Akram Wadley, theoretically at least, because right. they're similar skill set players. Now it's a trap. We'll <laughs> we'll see if Wadley turns out to be the real deal or not. But early reports are pretty good so far. Um, so I think we already asked this: who will get the most points? I think in a standard air? league, Derek Henry, Dan yeah, Lewis, right. in a PPR league. My. I'm, I'm going to say Deion Lewis in both. Yeah. <laughs> Deej is going to say Deion Lewis. Oh, Deion Lewis, of <laughs> yeah. course. I'm keeping him in the 16th. Nobody listening is going to trade you right now for Deion Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I don't want them to. <laughs> Reverse psychology at its finest. Wait, what, what round keeper is uh, Deion Lewis right now? 16. Are we going to trade oh. right here on the air? 16? I'll trade you Derrick Henry 16. for him. I'll um, trade you Adam Thielen for Derrick Henry. What, let's not do this. Let's not do this. This is interesting to no one but you. Two. Right. Take him on. That's a tenth round keeper. I'll take it. Moving on. Accept it. Trade the old just trade right now. You guys, it, it's on air. So. Oh my yes. god! It's locked in. That was crazy. I can't believe what it. Is trade is happened. What a what a move. What was the trade again for Thielen for Henry? Straight up. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Interesting. Right. That was um, a mistake. So yeah, that was totally a mistake. Can't wait to just as mock drafts tomorrow. Um. All right. So let's do uh, Matthews versus Davis. Let's see what what Titans wide receiver you would rather have. Who's got the most value at their draft position? What was the ADP of each? Uh, Corey Davis is eighty second overall, which is a seventh or eighth round, depending on the number of teams in your league. And Rashard Matthews is 153rd overall, which Whoa. is 14th and 15th round. Whoa. I got to say, Matthews is the better value. Damn. Yeah. Is that right? That's insane. Yeah. That's Holy what shit. that's what I got last week, at least. Or four Damn. days ago. That's yeah. that's insane for Matthews. Because, like, I, I think Davis is a good value right there because Davis has the chance to go off. Like, right. High yeah. ceiling, low floor, but... He's yeah. the one that you could see like twelve hundred yards, ten touchdowns from, and Davis has not be a surprise. Davis has the upside potential of yeah. I'm going to win you your yeah. league because yeah. he hit right on me. Yeah. But I mean, man, him being taken like 
that kind of round, Corey Davis, I mean, unproven. Seventh yeah, he's so definitely unproven. unproven. He only had 375 yards I mean, you guys were talking about year. drafting Chris Hogan in the seventh and sixth. I mean, give me a break. I would, say, I would say Chris Hogan's high floor, low ceiling. And, I mean, at that point, you're taking risk either way. Yeah. But, I don't know. I, th- I think Matthews is way underdrafted. Oh, yeah. yeah that's that's he's, insane. He's he should steal. be like he should be drafted in 100% of leagues, and he's going to be a serviceable guy. And yeah. he's going to be, if you're looking at PPR league, he's definitely going to be the better one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he he catches almost anything thrown his way. It also depends on what they end up doing with the offense, but the way that the West Coast offense has worked before, if they're going to make Corey Davis the X and make uh, Matthews the flanker, which is typically, I think, what most people assume they're going to do, typically the flanker or the move wide receiver is the guy that is most targeted in a West Coast offense because they use motion to keep press coverage off of them, which helps open yeah. up some of the short intermediate routes. So you could see Matthews get a lot of volume and then Davis be kind of the home run hitter guy. But you've also seen instances where it's flipped because like in Shanahan's offense in uh, Atlanta, obviously you had uh, Julio is the X receiver and they just force fed him the ball because yeah. he's Julio Jones. So right. we'll see what they do. Um, but Matthews has just as good a shot of, of being like a major producer in this offense. I think is especially in the PPR league. I mean, I would I would wait and let someone else draft Corey Davis, and then I would take Richard Matthews like seven oh, rounds later. Yeah, if they're assuming going, your your league is like ours and that there's a ton of Titans fans, he's going <laughs> yeah, way too right. early. Well, yeah, Matthews is going to go way earlier than the 14th in any draft that has Titans fans in it. So. Can't you say this? You're keeping Derrick Henry now, <laughs> JJ. <laughs> no, I'm not. You're not going to keep him. You no. just traded for him. He might. Well, I wasn't going to keep Thielen. So you were going to keep Thielen. We traded Pons. Yeah, I might. I might not keep Thielen. Yeah, I know. How can he got <laughs> Antonio Brown and Kareem Hunt? Yeah. Oh my God, this for two keeper league. What, what yeah. an exciting trade! <laughs> I'm so glad we that traded Pons. Two first round yeah. picks. Yeah. I'm glad you guys were able to just masturbate here. In front of <laughs> um, I'm glad we were too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go. Let's talk about. Um, Outside of Matthews and Davis, is there any other Titans receiver that you would like to have on the I want to let uh, Big Mike take this one first. I would say I would at least be willing to take a flyer on Taewon Taylor. How, <laughs> how late? If you're in the 18 round? I wouldn't take him before like 14th or 15th yeah, round. Like yeah. He'd be my last pick yeah, last kicker yeah. in defense. Right. But I think there's a non-zero chance that he ends up working as the primary third receiver if they go with a lot of 11 personnel he could be out there a lot and he's got a lot of skills i mean they're they've talked him up a little bit in ota so far i think uh mike keith had a a bit on him saying that he looked pretty impressive uh to this point that he's really kind of taking the next step forward which is it's important but i mean last year when i was out there at some of the training camp practices he was very impressive like he was he was extremely good at creating separation and in this kind of offense that's exactly what you need to do and then be able to run after the catch which he's really good at so i'll I'll say this i'm not wasting a roster spot on any third wide receiver from the titans yeah i I, I just can't i can't do it i think taylor could be a, a okay flyer depending on what size league you have, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. What's still out there. If you're in a 12-team yeah. league, I, I would consider taking him with your last pick. 
I wouldn't I touch you Sharp all do. or anybody else. I hope you all do. Because, I mean, thinking about it this way, he had a decent rookie year. And usually rookie wide receivers are a crapshoot. Usually they don't produce. He's in year two. He's taking a step. He's learning the playbook. He's getting a whole off season of training in. And he's got a he's got a super like valuable skill set in that he's gonna be the slot guy who's gonna get those quick hitting uh passes in. He's gonna get all the reverses and all the weird shit that that gives him a lot of opportunity. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. If they choose to use him as kind of a gadget guy, like as their Tavon Austin or their uh you know, that kind of role, I think he could be pretty yeah. valuable. Now, obviously, Tavon Austin didn't get a ton of touches with the Rams, but yeah. this would almost be like a hybrid between the Tavon Austin role and, like, you know, not Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup got targeted a ton right. uh, last year. But, hey, he could – I could see him putting up a decent year. Yeah, he could be a real Cole Beasley. And and if oh my god, if some of the uh, if if one of the top two guys did go down at any point, Taylor could become pretty valuable. True. Yeah. Um, let's let's go to another pass catcher. Let's get Delaney Walker and what you guys think of him. I I I'm gonna have to say that this year, I don't think he's gonna make top five tight end. Yeah, you're talking at the end of the season. At the end of the season, when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. I think Trey Burton may get in the top five, push him down. I think we're looking at um, Gronk. Gronk, Kelsey. 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 Ertz. I think Ingram is going to be up there. Ertz is going to be up there. And I think that I'm going to go on the limb and say Nujoku is going to be up there. Wow. I think Nujoku is going to be your secret top five uh, tight end. I think that Tyrod Taylor has shown that he does love his He kind of loves. To keep Charles Clay relevant, even though that Charles Clay <laughs> fucking sucks, um, I think with all the offensive weapons that they have, I think Njoku is going to make it top five. I don't think Delaney's going to make top five. He'll definitely be top ten. Yeah, I think he's a safe uh, starting fantasy tight end. Yeah, but yeah, I, the upside is somewhat limited because I mean. Really, if you think back to like previous uh, offenses that Shanahan and and those guys have had, the tight ends have never been just like right really superstars in those offenses. Because I'm I'm trying to think. I mean, the Falcons didn't really have any. The Redskins had Chris Cooley, who was pretty good, I guess, for a few mm-hmm. years. Um, and then the last year on the Rams, they didn't have anybody no, of, right. of note. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think he's. He's just he's never really had solid. a tight end that he's like. Yeah, I mean, old Tony Gonzalez, maybe. Yeah, he's currently yeah. the eighth tight end off the board. And, I think that's about right. And his ADP is like the seventh round. First off, you should not be selecting tight end in the seventh round. <laughs> I mean, that's fucking utterly ridiculous. Listen, if you don't get Gronk or Kelsey, you yeah, just need to move just, on. Yeah, yeah, just slow, slow your. Roll. Although I'll say this, it gets kind of scary after about that area right there it kind of like, there's I no think delaney is a top five like, fantasy tight end that you can plug at every week i mean yeah. you may some weeks get the 12th tight end and some weeks you may get the number one mm-hmm. but i think for a week-to-week basis that it's kyle rudolph and delaney walker are your consistent ones outside of kelsey and grok and graham we need to throw Graham in there now. Mm, I don't know. Graham will be an interesting one to see. Graham's going to be very interesting. He could be because boomer bust. Aaron Rodgers, we saw it with Martellus Bennett last year, and we saw it with Jared Cook. He 
he goes outside in. He does not go inside out. So. Well, you're putting Jimmy Graham in the same category as Jared Cook. No, I'm yeah. putting. I, I, well, well, I'm putting Jimmy Graham in the relative scheme of how Aaron Rodgers actually looks at his offensive scheme. He goes outside in. So, what tight end is historically well, even when Jermichael well, Finley was actually a pretty good tight end. What's outside for Aaron Rodgers this year? Uh, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, and I don't like, like Randall Cobb. I don't like Randall Cobb either. Cobb, oh my Cobb's old. God. Yeah. Cobb is, yeah. First Cobb, off, Cobb is not old. He is old. He's old. He's an How old. old he? He's an old young guy. Uh, if he's old, yeah, yeah. He, he may only be up. like twenty nine or something. But he's an old twenty. I bet he's younger than twenty nine. You think so? I don't, I don't know. I don't think mm. you're right. Uh, I'm oh, not, first off, I I'm am not definitely crazy right. about. I'm not crazy about Cobb either. Well, first off, Cobb is good. You got Equinemius, St. Brown, St. Brown. Yeah, but Equinemius. I don't know if you Equinemius. He huh. got. They got him so late. Rookie wide receivers. He's 27 though. Yeah, he's 27. Uh, yeah. Bring it over. So bring he's it over a, to here. the oldest 27. <laughs> Come over in my I've family. He's okay, always hurt. Jordy Nelson is 35. Jordy yeah. Nelson's on the team. Randall, <laughs> Randall, well, he's Randall, over at the Raiders. Randall Cobb is always hurt. Constantly, hurt. and listen I, I, to to I don't know to talk about something that's weird. I would consider Jimmy Graham more of a wide receiver than I would a tight end. That's true. I yeah. mean, I agree. He he's so far removed from Martellus Bennett and those other guys, like skill wise, that I don't feel like they're really the same. Let's put it on the table right now. Ooh, let's do it. Let's put it on it. What are we putting on the table? Six pack of beer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just have not, it ready. Who's going to have more touchdowns? Jimmy Graham or Delaney on, Walker? I hate betting on touchdowns. It's uh, so fluky. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. tough. It's not, it's not fluky uh, about, when you look at this? tight ends. How about this? Jimmy Graham or Randall Cobb, who has more touchdowns? Ooh. <laughs> okay. I'm going on that. Yeah. All right. All right. Chalk me up Bear, for Jimmy Graham. Jimmy yeah, Graham. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Randall Cobb. No bear, bear me. Yeah. Bear me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Randall Cobb will have more receiving touchdowns. All right. Get ready to give us 18 beers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys are idiots. <laughs> um, okay, so let's let's move over to uh, the GOAT, uh, Mariota. What's, what do you think his high-end fantasy value is? I, I think that his high-end is going to be a quarterback one. And, and I, I say quarterback one, I mean quarterback one in a 12-team league and probably 11 or 12. So, like a okay. top 10 Yeah. I think he's got top five upside. I think Whoa. with the rushing, with the new offense, if if he's... He's got to learn it, though. He's got to learn it, but I think he will. I mean, he's a he's a smart guy, and you know, I, I think the coaches... I think LaFleur is smart enough to know he can't just give them the whole thing and, you know, let them... Right. Figure it out. He's yeah. going to say, all right, how much can you handle? And then we'll, we'll run that and build on as we go. But, um, yeah, I think he's got top five upside. I mean, the rushing, I don't think the rushing is going to be a huge thing, especially not uh, the rushing touchdowns, although he did have, what, five or six yeah. last year, I want to yeah. say. Um, but I think he's going to run enough to keep people honest, especially with the bootlegs and some of the stuff off of the outside zone. Uh, Shanahan and uh, there was a great uh, press conference quote from Kyle Shanahan this week talking about zone read and very good. He talked almost exactly about Mariota because he talked about, well, to run the zone read first, you've got to have a quarterback that is threatening enough with his legs that when he does take off, he can punish you. Right. And then two, you've got to have, 
the ability to fake the zone read and then pull it back and make the throws that that opens up. And Mariota can do both those things. So I think we'll see a good amount of zone read out of this offense. I, I hope we do because that was what we killed the Chiefs with last year. I mean, we ran zone read down their throat all night long in Kansas City. And uh, if we put that in, Mariota is going to be extremely effective. And I think he could really just break it off. I, I, I agree with you. I, I mean, I don't know if quarterback five is the way to go or in, and up. I think quarterback 12. I think he's going to be QB one. He's going to reclaim the status from a couple of years ago. I think I think that's a, like a good like average, though. I think that's like where that's I average. think he goes. It would is going mean, to be like around 12 or so. I think his upside's higher than that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say this. I think that all depends upon the receivers that we have and that is apparently the big thing about Tennessee Titans and the ceiling of the quarterback is always going to be the wide receivers because apparently we have a problem with having that true number one. Yeah. We're 100% Please, cursed. Corey Davis, mm-hmm. deliver us from evil. Uh, <laughs> I bought your jersey. Let me, let me say this. Where would you draft Marcus if he was going to be your first quarterback and you were playing the strategy of going quarterback late? What's the highest you would draft Marcus? Well, where's where's he going right now? What's his ADP? His, his well, ADP. That, chain, that tells you the answer. Yeah. Well, well, no, no, I'm, I'm going to tell you what, what right. I think about it. I, it's right. his opinion say, based off of the facts. I'd say like 9 or 10. 9 or 10. Yeah. Six six pass point touchdowns. Yeah. Okay. Wait, what? I'd go higher than Ninth that. round? Yeah. I like I, I, last yeah, year I took guys are going to be fucking suckers. So, so last year I took Cam Newton in the tenth or twelfth. I can't remember. Yeah, I think tenth. Yeah, so that's and that was like QB. I was the last guy to take a QB in our yeah. our league. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean that's probably about QB twelve, QB thirteen. You didn't draft Cam Newton. I did. No, then I, I, then I dropped Cam. him. I drafted Cam. No, I drafted Cam. <laughs> Did you draft yeah, him? And I drafted dropped Cam him? late. Yeah, so, I drafted him so late. Not no, I'm pretty sure I <laughs> Very true. Check the we're, records. We're, we're I, drafted, I drafted Andy Dalton, and I said, oh, fuck, I just drafted Andy Dalton, so I drafted Cam Newton later. <laughs> I don't that think sounds so. like a thing you would do. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. like that, that, that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's about, that's about where Cam went. So that And that was about like QB 12 or 13-ish. Yeah. So I think if Mariota is ranked around that range, that's probably where he goes realistically. I'd probably take him a little bit higher because I like the upside. And I think I don't think the floor is anywhere near as bad as what a lot of people are going to make it out to be. Because a lot of people are going to say, all right, 13 touchdowns, 15 interceptions last year, you know, that's the floor. I think the floor is higher than what he did last year. Yeah. I, I don't see any way that he repeats last year. The no, AD, I mean, he's not going to repeat last year. But yeah. And where did, where did he finish last year? The ADP, the I don't know where he finished last year. Cam? But... No, Mariota. Oh, uh, Mariota. He finished yeah. uh, 28, if memory serves. Oh, what? wow. Who, Mariota? Yeah. That yeah. low? Oh, yeah. Pretty low. I mean, he only had 15 He touchdowns. did throw a lot of picks, too. Um, but I just yeah. made that up. I don't know if really it's 28. Jeez. Uh, but his ADP <laughs> is 131st overall, so that's like 13th or 12th if you're depending on what amount of teams you have. Um, but yeah, he's definitely worth you know drafting there if he's still available. I, I say that the 11th or 12th round, if you're playing the game properly, is probably where you need to uh, draft Marcus. Yeah, mm-hmm. he finished QB 18 last year. It's pretty close. That is yeah. 10 away. 
Well, I mean, once you get down there with quarterbacks, yeah. there's what's yeah. the difference? Well, it's a lot. It's like mm-hmm. it's like would you rather have uh Brett Hunley or would you rather have Marcus Mariota? <laughs> I don't know. Last year, Brett Hunley. I mean, yeah, did like, Brett Hunley finish uh, a little bit higher? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty no, sure. No, I'm pretty sure that he didn't either. Um, or Deshaun Kaiser. Hunley no. was 31. Yeah. Pretty close. <laughs> not. <laughs> not. Um, so let's let's move on over to one of our favorite Titans players here on the pod, old Johnny Smith. Uh, Zach posted, and he wanted. I wanted to get everybody's. Uh, Thoughts on this little bet. Johnny Smith receiving touchdowns over under 2.5. Uh, I'd go over. Over 2.5. So at least three touchdowns for Johnny. He had three last year, didn't he? He had, he had two. Two? Okay. Yeah. I'll go I'll go over this year. Yep. Yeah? Yep. Not a whole lot over, but I'm going over. Mm. I'm going under. I, I think... I actually may go under because I don't think that the unless Delaney gets injured, mm-hmm. the second tight end spot doesn't get a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, I don't, I don't know he's going to get a lot of run or think, shine, as the kids are saying. I think he's going to play a good bit because I mean, like, I know last year Lafleur and McVeigh ran like a shit ton of eleven personnel and hardly ever had uh, two tight ends on the field, but I think that was more because of personnel than anything. I think Janu's better than any second tight end that the Rams had last year, and I think we'll see. I think Janu's better of, than the first tight end. I, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's where my head's at. Yeah, I would say I think Janu's gonna get a good amount of playing time. He'll get some opportunities, and I'd love to see them put Janu in a situation where he can create mismatches for the defense. Maybe split them out, get them in one-on-one situations, let them yeah. work. So. Yeah, let them do work. Work. Um, so let's move on to something that. I absolutely hate talking about fantasy wise. Uh, let's talk about the Titans defense and that fantasy value. I mean, they're not even ranked on fantasy football calculator. Really? Yeah. So like apparently uh fantasy does just what is drafted. Mm-hmm. So Titans apparently are not drafted enough to well, let, be put on the ADP. Let's say first of all, that anybody that's already had their fantasy draft right now is a psychopath. Yeah. So, yeah. No so we're really just judging by the data of a bunch of psychopaths. Yeah, a bunch yeah. of people who have bodies in their crawl space. So uh, <laughs> Dean Peace, since uh, he joined the Ravens, has been the highest rank is number second, number two, uh, but his lowest is the twenty third ranked uh, defense. He's, he averages out top twelve, so yeah. he's a top twelve defense. And the fact that the Titans are probably the best defense he's ever coached as far as player personnel all the way through. I mean, I mean that's that's a team that I know there's the Jaguars, the Rams, or the Broncos, sure. Maybe the Broncos are still going to be good. Chargers are really great. Yeah. Vikings. Vikings. I mean, really yeah, good. Vikings yeah. are great. That's a top 10 defense, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, that you want to draft? Yeah. I think the Titans will be right around. I the think top Titans end. are up yeah. there. Yeah, because that's that's secondary. I mean, you look at what they have the opportunity to do with Butler, Jackson, and Ryan. Those are all guys that are extremely disruptive too. Yeah, um, and then you've got Bayard behind them. Um, I, I just feel like there is a really good chance we see a Dory Jackson just completely break out this year. I think he'll get three return touchdowns. Uh, I, I would could, I love that. It. 
I, I would see. love that. <laughs> he he is so due. Like he got yeah. he was all over it. He came so close to picking off a few passes last year. Yep. And uh he played really well. Like he was he was getting his hand on the ball. He was making good plays. I mean his stats as far as like pl- making a play on the ball he was one of the top corners in the entire NFL yep. at that last year. It's just finishing it and coming up with the pass, which he's got great ball skills. So it's not a problem of the actual skill. It's a problem of just the ball didn't bounce his right. way last year. And that yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I, is it football season yet? Please. I wish it was. Please. 87 days. Does anybody- oh, as of this recording, it'll be like <laughs> 70 something when you hear this. Do, does anybody else have any defense things before i tell you why defense is stupid and why you can't predict it i'm I'm gonna let you go on your rant okay so fantasy defense is very dumb like ranking even ranking fantasy defense is a useless exercise uh it it doesn't matter you can't predict these defenses you're you're trying to predict like a unit which is incredibly hard to do especially with all the turnover and everything like that um but let me let me let me give you some stats. Here's the top three defenses in scoring versus where their ADP was. Top scoring defense was the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they their average draft position was 15th, so most leagues didn't even draft them. The Baltimore Ravens were number two. Their average draft position was 13th, so most leagues didn't draft them. And the third top scoring defense was the Philadelphia Eagles with 11. So unless you were in a 12 team league, nobody drafted them. So it doesn't really matter who you pick. You should absolutely not be taking a defense before the second to last round or the last round. Yeah, agreed. Exactly. Yeah, it's I, it, so, it bothers that me. That is such a big thing, and that and kickers. Yes. Save them for in the, the round. I know that's very. Everybody's like, "Well, a kicker can win you the game." Mm-hmm. You know why a kicker wins you the game is because you took a kicker when you should take in. Two or three other skill positions <laughs> in that in that round. It shouldn't it, have even have been a game. Yeah, you should have had way more points than the other. Kickers, sh- <laughs> kickers should only battle kickers. They should not problem? define your team. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, and let me give you the uh, top three defenses um, where the like the top three expected defenses going into 2013 uh, based on ADP were the Denver Broncos, the Houston Texans, and the Chiefs. Those defenses finished. Uh, all, were, they had all, to be the worst. The Denver Broncos finished 16th in scoring. The Texans 25th, and the Chiefs mm. 10th. You're you're not. Don't just don't. Yeah. Just don't. Just say no. It's not worth it, baby. Look yeah. at the turnover. Don't look at the recency bias. You got to look at who they lost, who they added. That's why I'm not a big proponent of the Jaguars' defenses because I know everybody wants to say, "Oh, they only lost to Aaron Colvin." Right. That could be the linchpin that changes everything for that team. And Jalen Ramsey's not even, you know, showing up for practices and stuff right now. Just because, you know, he's like, eh. Jalen Ramsey stuff. You know, it's optional. You, you wanna, I, I'm, I'm not sold on the Jaguars repeating any of their success no. from last year. And we got into this a little bit on the Jaguars yeah. hate fest. But, um, I mean, yeah, you're betting on the health of... 11 to 12 to 13 people yeah. you're betting on all kinds of stuff you got kick returns and punt returns that also I mean, factor you're betting into it. on fucking dj hayden 
<laughs> to be your third cornerback. You want to go to the uh, fan or the uh, football nihilist corner real quick? Uh-oh. <laughs> Do we have another one of those corners? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We don't I, think have I, a... I think I got to drop for it. <sighs> <laughs> Welcome to the football nihilist corner. Um, today's uh, nihilist uh, take of the week is football is 50% health and turnover luck. Yeah. Because it really is. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, luck, not like your team's really good at forcing turnovers. Like, right. fumbles are notoriously fluky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, it, just sometimes the ball bounces out and comes your way, and you pick it up, and it's a huge play, huge difference. Yeah. Even interceptions, sometimes the ball just bounces off a guy's yep. hands or Tory gets Smith. deflected, and it just happens to land in someone else's hands versus right. somebody makes a great play on the ball. The NFL hinges on turnovers and health yeah okay let me ask you this question this comes from a hashtag f mail from mm. at <laughs> trey if you could take one player trey? from any team and put him on the tennessee titans what player would that be mm. antonio brown I almost want to go Antonio Brown. I mean, like I can't for this not year want to only, or, or for at Trey did not specify. Let's right, not think right. too deep about. Let's right, not put right. words into Trey's mouth. Okay, well, let me just ponder a minute. Mm. I'm any, gonna go... any player, any player it could be. It could be even a player that's retired. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna but take. They're gonna come back like they are. I'm gonna take Aaron Donald. Ooh. I was gonna say Aaron Donald. Yeah. I was gonna go D line. Aaron Donald, I, stick I, Donald next to Casey and just Calias Campbell. Good, good fucking luck. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am gonna go a little bit outside the box. You're going and I'm gonna go <laughs> Justin, Justin Tucker. Yep. No. <laughs> I am gonna go. Don't I you think, dare replace Brett Kern. No, I'm not. <laughs> Odell Beckham. Mm. I think we need the personality. I think we need the hype. I I think that he's someone that, unlike Antonio, I think Odell can catch anything that Marcus throws. Odell mm. is kind of a come-out-of-your-box kind of catcher. Yeah. Like, I think Antonio has to have the, not the perfect situation, but I think he has to have the perfectly thrown ball. Yeah. And I don't think Marcus can throw a perfectly thrown ball every time. Oh, come on now. Jeez. You're saying that don't you're say saying it. that Mariota's uh, worse than Roethlisberger is right yeah. now? Come uh, on. Now. I think I think Roethlisberger is beneficial of people thinking that he is still old Roethlisberger and they can't sack him. And also he has Le'Veon Bell, Juju Smith Schuster, I mean, and Tony Brown. Yeah. Yeah. And Tony Brown, right. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I think I would rather have Odell. So there you go. You have two Aaron Donalds and two and an Antonio Brown, and then an Odell Beckham Jr. All right. I like. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Go, I got Trey. another hashtag FML. Why don't we have a drop? It's great, ra- it's great radio. We're, we're gonna we're gonna have to get one. You've yeah. got mail. <laughs> there it is. Perfect. You've got F mail. <laughs> Not quite as good as the nihilist corner. Yeah, but still good. <laughs> You've got. Okay, what will be the Colts' biggest defensive weakness in 2018 besides everything? (laughs) That is from at Titans Film Room. No, nice. Uh, uh, 
I would say their defense. It's weakness? really tough to pick between the cornerbacks and the linebackers. Yeah, it's one of those two, and I honestly can't tell you which one's worse because they don't have any proven players at either position. So I couldn't name any Colts defensive players right now. I think yeah. Malik Hooker is the only one, right? John yeah. Simon. Yeah, but, yeah, but John Simon's not even going to start. Uh, Jabal Sheard is probably their best defender currently. Who? Yeah. <laughs> He's okay. a pretty good player. Again, another like, hashtag FML. Hashtag FML from Jason Klein. Ulterior motive for Facebook messages? Once it becomes your email address, it's harder to quit Facebook. What? It's yeah, a really prob- poorly worded uh, FML. Hashtag that, FML. That probably is their alter- ulterior motive, but that has nothing to do with our mailbox. Okay, how about this one? This is from Nadia Jamil. And it says, Sonny Rajport heard about Ymail, hashtag <laughs> Gmail, but this Fmail is new to me. Winky face emoji. <laughs> Oops. Sleepy. Wow. Post time. That's a lot. That's that a was, lot. That was in a tweet. Huh. Is I'm, there an actual Fmail? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure people are getting what we're looking for yeah. in the questions <laughs> here. <laughs> Do any of us really need another email address slash account? Seriously, not impressed. Facebook, hashtag Fmail. That is Brenton (laughs) O'Callaghan. Sorry, Brenton. Sorry. We don't think you should get any more I don't think these really... Let's go latest. (laughs) Um, I would say, as long as you have a a Netscape email address and uh, and a Rocket Mail, that you're good. Yeah. You're good. I think. I mean, Netscape.net is the goat. Do we want to roll I mean, into I a, one more. a quick dirty mic after this? Well, yeah. Okay. One more. One more. This is from Ismail Novo. Queso de Gmail. Anuno me he da 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 email. Yo, porque Sihan Saltodo, hashtag FML, at Google's Espanol, hashtag humor. I thought that was Japanese for a minute. No, well, it turned into Spanish <laughs> at some point. What was their name? Ismail Novo. Well, Ismail, I think really that Andrew Luck, uh, regardless of the amount of time that he has to prepare <laughs> for the season, um, like you said, he's probably not going to be able to match his production total. Like, I mean, you, you basically laid it out perfectly. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with the uh, listener. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's 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 get dirty with Dirty Mike and the boys. <laughs> it, it, it's that time again. It's Dirty Mike versus the boys. Right here on the this ain't your granddad's fantasy island. It's not. That's your granddad's fantasy island. Certainly, it's not. I'm glad. Just so we know that I'm on undefeated streak. Two and Two and That's not technically a streak, right? It's a streak. It's a streak. No, I don't think that's true. Um. All right. So we're. Courtesy of FantasyFootballCalculator.com, which we oh, mentioned shit. earlier in the podcast. This we're, is going to be really We're hard. doing a... Uh, we're going to switch it up a little bit. Instead of trivia, Price is right, right? It's going to be... It's gonna be. I'm going to give you two guys, and you're going to have to tell me who Woo-hoo. is higher uh, ADP-wise. I like our okay. odds. Um, is it still a buzz situation? Still, still a buzz, okay. All right. buzz system. How would it not Let me be test out. System. Let me test out my buzzer. Buzz. buzz. Why are you okay. cupping? All right, it's good. Buzz. <laughs> Stop buzzing. No more buzzing until you're ready to answer. The next person get, that buzzes has to answer the question that I haven't even I think asked. You get, 
I think he should get docked points. <laughs> All right. He buzzed last. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to pull this car over. Um, so, who is ranked higher among quarterbacks? Pat Mahomes or Marcus Mariota? Buzz. buzz. Michael? I didn't buzz. Yeah, it's we, we buzz. Oh, we shit. Buzz. Marcus. Sound, Marcus. Yeah, Marcus. Yeah. Incorrect. Uh, what? No. Bullshit. That, that, is, that is false. Uh, no, no. That is false. I believe it. Because people love Mahomes for some reason. Oh, They've seen him play man. one meaningless regular Would season game. No they no decided way, no. he's now Brett Favre. So. They're being taken roughly around the same area, but Mahomes is being taken higher. <sighs> As of this recording. Minus one for the boys. No, no minus yeah, one. We're not playing for negative. Don't get negative points. No, we have to. Otherwise, he's yeah. just going to get it right. Yeah. So I get I get one. He gets the point. No. Yeah. I get the he point. He get the point. Wrong. You can either buzz and be right or buzz and be wrong. No, oh. he, he gets zero <laughs> points. These rules, these rules it's are a changing. Other shot. Otherwise, I'm just going to start buzzing and yelling names. Yeah. All right. Um. All right. Let's let's do running backs mm. next. I'll take the negative one point this time. <laughs> of course you will. That's the rules. No, you I don't. Mean... Have, you don't have a choice. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh. Let's see. Who's being taken higher among running backs? Alvin. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is it PPR or standard? It's PPR. Okay. Alvin Kamara or Saquon Barkley. Buzz. Buzz. He did it. Mike Kamara. Correct. Two. Up two. Mm. Shabam. Mm. Mm. <laughs> All right, number three. Who's being taken higher among wide receivers? Is it Josh Gordon? Or Doug Baldwin? Buzz. I think that was DJ. I, yeah, Doug Baldwin. Correct. Mm, up, up one. It's one for the boys. Mm-hmm. One for the buds. <laughs> All right. We're going down the position ladder. Tight ends. Who's being taken higher? Jimmy Graham or Zach Ertz? Buzz. Mike. Ertz. Correct. Yes. 3-1. So for shits and gigs, let's do everyone's favorite position. <laughs> Kickers. Yeah, All give right. me that kicker. Here we go. This is DJ EJ's. Yeah. Uh, this is wheelhouse right he's here. He's rolling up his sleeves. He's stretching. He's he's excited. Welcome I think to we the kicker should corner. get five points if we get this. <laughs> what? What kind of rule is that? It's, it's kickers. Still, it's still a 50 shot. Shenanigans. Um, who's being taken higher among kickers? Is it Jake Elliott or Stephen Goskowski? Buzz. Buzz. Gustavsky. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Jake Elliott. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Old Jake. Show it to me. Jake. Jake Show it to me, snake. fucking liar. This website Ooh. is irrelevant. <laughs> Baseball calculator. Take yeah. it up with them. Yeah. Yeah. I never heard of this before. You brought it up tonight. Yeah, man, I did. Man. I it that was that this fucking website dumb. is irrelevant. Yeah, this was yeah. Zach's yeah. website that he Dead brought by to your own hand, man. <laughs> <laughs> it no feels way. really no good. It feels no really way. good to be back in the winter circle. He was like, the, mm, oh my really God. nice to be back in the winter circle. Jake like Elliott, what eleven wins? Gosh, Jake Elliott, right? It's your first win. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. He didn't even overall. start the no, year. I mean, that was all. He was uh, all race when I went on streak. He didn't even begin last year as a starter. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. I didn't say these people were smart. 
Just said this is the ADP. God damn, I'm not using a fucking fancy football calculator anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a uh, great plug wow. for them, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, it was awful. They're fucking Never idiots. go to fantasyfootballcalculator.com. This, this, this episode has been brought to you by Fantasy Pros. <laughs> yeah, give me a fucking huh. break. Well, thanks for listening, Effers. Uh, be sure to rate and review us on whatever you're listening on. And tell us what you think DJ EJ's favorite food is. Oh, Oh my God! Oh, that should be yeah, it. Hashtag yes. FML. Yeah. Just send us whatever you think it's gonna be. Yeah. Tell us what you think his favorite food is, and we'll read the most ridiculous one. Or I'll ones, read them all, and we'll read, <laughs> we'll read the correct one. Um, be sure to visit our sponsor for the Ville Six One Five at fortheville Six One Five dot com for your shirts and hats. Hello, <laughs> these shirts are here for you. For the oh my god, so beautiful! Uh, you can get more of Mike's articles at uh, Meat City Miracles. Sure and can. You can, of course, argue with Zach and all of us on at F Words Pod on Twitter. Uh, make sure to stop by and check out some of the older podcasts from Nothing Useful and uh, <laughs> so other... old they could be from 2017. Yeah. Technically, they're, they're archived. They're old, but you know they're still looking pretty good. You know, yeah. they're hanging. I mean, in they're kind of like pilfs. Yeah, yeah. They're podcasts no, are like to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're no Jim Ursay. You know, yeah. Ooh, no. But you know, they're God, up there with no. Randall Cobb. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. He's twenty seven, <laughs> but he's an old twenty seven. Yeah. You guys are old twenty sevens. I wish. No, we are football and other <laughs> f words, and you've just been effed. <laughs> Hello, you are listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of The Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play, brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories, like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0, Or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening.